This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope that this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's what I want to talk to you about. Let's take our Bibles, our iPads, iPhones, whatever we have, and let's stand. Amen? We're standing. What a good-looking group. We're standing. We're going to look at Luke chapter 1, verse 37 and verse 38. This is what the Bible says. It says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. I believe that, folks. With God, all things are possible. Amen? He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. With God, nothing is impossible. And I want you to know that. And Mary said, here's this 14 or 15-year-old teenage girl. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. This is what she said. After hearing all this news about you're going to have the Christ child when she had never known a man. She heard all the report, and then she said, Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Here's, what, here's a paraphrase. I don't really understand everything about all this, but God, I trust your will. I, I don't understand everything, but God, I trust that your will will be done. And let me tell you something. If you live long enough, that time's going to come in your life. When you say, I don't understand everything that's going on. I just don't. But Lord, I just trust your will. I just trust your will. I want to talk to you about Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You know, there was one person in the Bible, just one she was there when Jesus was born. She gave birth to him. Her name was Mary. But Mary was the only person who happened to be there not only when he was born, but she was there when he died. Do you realize during Jesus' day, one out of every five women was named Mary? But I am convinced there was something special about Mary, the mother of Jesus. And what I want us to do is I just want to take a few moments. Not going to preach long. We've had wonderful music, wonderful music. We started at 5 o'clock. We're going to have message. We're going to have the Lord's Supper. We're going to end with a surprise. And everything is going to be about 55 minutes now, that's the real miracle of Christmas. Amen? That is the real miracle of Christmas. I want us to see some things about Mary. The first thing I want you to see about Mary is Mary's cross. Mary's cross. You say, Pastor, what are, what are you talking about, Mary's cross? Well, you got to realize there was 250 million people on earth during this time. But this one lady, Mary, had a cross to bear. Because you know what the Scripture says? The Scripture says in John 8 and 41 
that she was referred to as Mary the fornicator. Mary the fornicator. Even though she had never been with a man, she had that label, Mary the fornicator. And you know what I've learned? A lot of people have labels, and labels are painful. There's Deborah, the divorcee. There's Andy, the addict. There's Larry, the liar. There's Betty, bad checks. There's Don, the drunk. And I could go on and on and on. People get labels. But this is all I would say to you. You say, Pastor, I've got a label. I've got a label. (laughs) But you're in good company. Because Mary had a label too. I want you to understand, a lot of times the life that pleases God is painful and difficult. Tozer said it best. He said, I doubt that God can bless a man or woman greatly until it hurts them deeply. Charles Stanley said, God can't really bless you until he bleeds you. I believe that. And all I want you to see Somebody said, oh, the Christian life is just happy clappy. I've got a Greek word for that, hogwash. Hogwash. I want you to understand that living for Christ, he didn't, he didn't promise us comfort. He promised us a cross. He promised us that we need to pick up his cross and follow after him. And all I want you to see is Mary had a cross to bear. She, was, she had a label. You know, the Bible says this. It says, When he was born, she was called a fornicator. And the scripture says in Luke 2 and 35 that when he died, it was like a sword had pierced her soul. So she hurt deeply her entire experience. See, I see Mary's cross, but there's something else I see about Mary. I see Mary's character. I love what she said in Luke 1 and 38, she said, Lord, just your will be done. All I want is your will to be done. You know what I believe? I believe when Jesus was in the garden and he said, Father, not my will, but thy will, I believe he learned that from his mother. I believe her character bled through. I believe that he learned from his mother just to trust God and leave the consequences to him. And it's a wonderful message for us. And here's the message, that our lives do impact our children. And if a just man walks in his integrity... His children will be blessed after him, as Proverbs 20 and 7 says, because they're watching and they're listening. A woman invited some friends over for dinner, and she looked at her six-year-old daughter, and she said, Honey, pray the blessing. (laughs) That little girl said, Mama, I don't know what to say. She said, Well, honey, just say... (laughs) What you've heard me say. So the little girl bowed her head and said, Lord, why on earth did I invite all these people to dinner? (laughs) 
See, I see Mary's cross. I see Mary's character. But I'll tell you something else. I see Mary's confirmation. See, Mary had all kind of mixed emotions, all kinds of mixed emotions. But God said, Mary, I want you to do something. In Luke chapter 1, verse 36 and verse 37, he said, I want you to go down to your first cousin's house. <laughs> because, see, she's not supposed to be able to have a baby. Medicine, <laughs> science, <laughs> the ACLU, <laughs> they all said she's too old. They all said it's not going to happen. But God leaned over the balcony of heaven and he said, it's going to happen. <laughs> God said, it's, it, it, it's going to happen. <laughs> Elizabeth and, and Zacharias are, are going to have a, have a baby. And I can just see them, folks. <laughs> Zacharias and Elizabeth, I mean, they're old, <laughs> sitting out there on the porch <laughs> in those Cracker Bell rocking chairs <laughs> and diapers hanging on the clothesline. Amen? First family ever to pay their pediatrician bill out of their Social Security check. <laughs> he said, I'll tell you what, go down there, Mary, because you'll see that your cousin Elizabeth's going to have a baby. This is all I say. I thank God for confirmation. I thank God for the times that God has given confirmation in my life. That no matter what happens, God will say to us, I'm going to see you through. <laughs> hey, no matter what happens, you're going to make it. No matter what happens, I just want to confirm in your heart. I just want to confirm in your spirit that it's going to be okay. That even though it looks bad right now, I'm going to see you through. See, folks, this is what I, what I know. Confirmation is all around you. It's all around you. But you've got to have the spiritual eyes to see what God is confirming in your life. You've got to have the spiritual vision to see that God is confirming and God is showing you that everything's going to be okay. But I'll tell you where we're at. We're like the guy that was Christmas shopping. He said, God, I'd like a place right up front to park. He said, God, if you'd give me an empty, vacant place right up front, I'd go to hear Preacher Benny every Sunday morning. And about that time, one opened up. And he said, never mind, God, I found one on my own. God's confirming things all around you, friend, but many times you don't have the spiritual vision to see it. God's showing you over and over again, I brought you through this, I brought you through that, and I'm going to continue to bring you through if you just open your eyes. There's a fourth thing I want you to see about Mary. I want you to see Mary's concern. See, in John chapter 2, Mary goes to a wedding, and... Uh, they're having wine at the wedding. It was a Baptist wedding. <laughs> oh, Baptist is just a Methodist that can read, amen? 
And the Bible says she goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, they're out of wine. I mean, they're out of wine. They, they need it. You know what I know about her? She wasn't a mirror person. She was a window person. And you're either a mirror person or you're a window person. Oh, I had such a blessing Tuesday. You say, what was your blessing Tuesday? 450 cars. 450 cars came through our drive through food bank, and we was able to load those cars down with groceries, and we was to make sure thousands of groceries went out, and we made sure that thousands of people have plenty food for this Christmas. Because I want Rock Springs to be like Mary, and I want us to be concerned about other people. You say, Pastor, where does that passion come from? I'll tell you where it comes from. Barbara and I came from the hills of Tennessee. Barbara was raised in a house with a dirt floor. She said, all we got for Christmas was an apple or an orange. Daddy was a coal miner, seven children. There was no Christmas. But one year on Christmas Day, some cars pulled up. People got out from Myers Hill Church. She said, I was a little girl. And they handed me a package. And I opened it up. And it was my very first doll. I was uh, selling whiskey out of the back of our house. And there was a preacher that would come by and say, it's Christmas. And I know what y'all are doing, but you're welcome in my church. Let me tell you something. I will fight till the last breath of life is in me for the church because the church is the hope of the world because the church has the message of Jesus. And I'll fight with every fiber of my being. We ought to attend the church. We ought to defend the church. We ought to extend the church because the church is the hope of the world. There's a couple other things I want you to see, and I'll try to wrap up. I want you to see Mary's Christ. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Mary's Christ. Well, look what the Scripture says. When Jesus saw his mother, he's on the cross, and he looks down there, and he sees the disciples standing by whom he loved. By the way, John wrote this about himself. True story. He said to his mother, woman, look at your son. But look at the next verse. Then he saith to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, John took her into his home. He said, Wait, you're no longer my mother. Now you're John's mother. Because he said, Listen closely, I'm on the cross. And for 33 years, I've been your son. But I'm no longer your son. I've got to become your Savior. For 33 years, I've been your child. 
but now you must become my child. And she did become his child. In Acts 1.14, she was with the early church. This is all I'm going to say. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching online or you're in the campus, if Mary, the mother of Jesus, had to accept Jesus to go to heaven, you will too. If Mary, the mother of Jesus, had to accept Christ to go to heaven, you will too. There's not any good thing you can do because if Mary wasn't good enough, certainly we're not good enough. She had to accept Jesus. And I want you to know on this Christmas Eve, if you go to heaven, friend, you will too. But Mary's going to give us some closing remarks. She gives us a closing statement. She said, I've given you a lot, but I want to give you my final words. His mother saith unto his servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, just do it. Can I give you Mary's closing statements to us? Whatever he says, just do it. Whatever he says, just do it. Some of you, he's saying, you need to accept me. Some of you, he's saying, you need to get baptized. Some of you, he's saying, you need to join the church. You need to get actively involved in the church. You know what he's saying to some of us? You need to go back home. You need to go back home. It's time to go back home. You know what he's saying? He's saying to some of us, you need to go and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Whatever he says, just do it. Because you can't have any peace until you do that. Whatever he says, just do it. Friend, I trust the message today has spoken to your heart. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to do that today. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And I've often said, it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. And then C, you simply must confess your sins to Him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me. I'll pray the prayer. You repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin. And I confess my sin to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord. 
and forgive me of all my sin. Now thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for coming in to my life. Amen. Friend, congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And I want you to know, this decision is not based on how you feel right now. Because God's not a feeling. He's a fact. This decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's Word says you must do to have eternal life. So congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make. And thank you for being with us today. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.